What? Weezer. What what are you saying? Weezer. Are you wheezing or are you saying Weezer? <laughs> You're doing both. You're wheezingly saying Weezer. Oh my God, you sound like, a, <laughs> like an old man. So what what are we, uh, who are we covering today? I think it's funny that you always do this. Like people could possibly have gotten to listening to the episode without seeing the name of the episode and know which band we're going to talk about. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't <laughs> <Yes>. know. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe somebody blindly goes into the episode and doesn't know. Hey, they might have their podcast on autoplay and it just plays this next. Maybe they didn't look at the screen. Can you imagine what kind of horse shit you'd end up listening to if you did that? Just autoplayed. Go to like Stitcher or somewhere and just play me anything. What's coming up next? Some Bette Midler super fans podcast about her entire discography. That's our next podcast we're doing. We're actually going to do a whole another separate podcast. Well, I'm afraid that podcast would have to be about me hearing each one of her albums for the first time because I've never sat down and listened to it. Ent- Maybe that's funny is every episode will be used listening to one song and digesting it. I wonder how many free podcast ideas we've given away on this podcast. This should just be turned into a podcast about podcast ideas. Yes. There's another fucking podcast <laughs> idea. Oh, there you go. We're just trying to make everybody uh, rich, even though we're not. Real talk. Do you think there are more shitty bands from Los Angeles or New York City? I am going to say Los Angeles. Me too. That's what I think. I will say I'm from upstate New York. I'm from Syracuse, New York. So I have this uh, uh, preference for New York City. But I would say objectively, thinking about it not as a New Yorker, L.A., I think LA too. Why do you think LA though, objectively? There's just a lot of, I think the sunshine and the money ruins music and ruins the vibe. I think it just makes life too easy and therefore art not as good. Not that there's not good quality stuff that comes out of there, but I would say more shittiness comes out of there. I think that's one thing. I think another thing is that for a long time, you could get stabbed for being a shitty band in New York City. You could get stabbed. <laughs> there were consequences. You would get beat up. You, I mean, <laughs> yeah. God only knows. You get the shit kicked out of you. There's a lot of repercussions. Yeah. All of which is to say, Weezer is from Los Angeles. Oh, that makes total sense. Isn't that interesting? Oh my gosh. Are, are they from LA? Of course it's not interesting. Oh, not interesting at all. Uh, this is a problem that I knew we were going to have with this band is that there's no way there are any good stories here. They went to the beach and wrote a song or something cool, right? There's no way any of these guys ever had something crazy happen to them or ever did anything that was even funny. They were from the suburbs. I don't know, actually. I don't know where they're from. I know they're from LA, but I don't know what they're... Definitely didn't look into it that hard. I didn't think you did. <laughs> But I didn't know. You always make fun of me for not being prepared. So maybe you had a little dissertation for everyone's life. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now we're going to go anti-intellectual on me <laughs> for being prepared Sorry, I don't to read. do my job. Sorry, I don't read. But don't worry. This is not going to be another Interpol episode. I have material today. I've got a lot. I will say our Interpol episode was kind of short. Dude, I would be surprised if this episode is shorter than one hour. I have so much to talk about. We should probably just keep going. Let's just dive right in. Yeah. Uh, I think this band should have been called Just Beneath Average White Dudes in America. Just Beneath Average. Jabaudia. They wrote some really generic pop songs. Oh, dude, yeah. But they're actually below average. In every way. It, musically, lyrically, in a band, outside of a band, every single... I mean, okay, here's... If someone's walking into a sperm bank and they're choosing from a menu, none of these guys are getting picked. Ooh, none of them. I would say not good genetics. Let's run through this real quick. Oh, God. (laughs) On their little description (laughs) thing, does it say, wrote, boring, generic pop songs? I would say all you need is the picture of each one of them. No, then they're out. 
Sorry, guys. I just want to say, if you ever like this band even a little bit, you're a fucking dork. Still, I don't care if you hate them now, you're still a fucking dork. You're always going to be a dork forever. There's no way out of that, right? I have uh, I have friends that like Weezer, so... Well, um, I said that and you didn't, so fuck them, and you can hang out with them. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm sitting here in silence. Uh, still silent. I feel like all your friends already hate me so much, man. <laughs> Uh, quick side note, we're going to inject into this podcast real quick. A little behind the scenes. I do get text messages on occasion. About me. About you specifically. I Maybe, they, maybe they're mad at me too. They just don't want to say it because we're friends. But they don't dog on you. They just talk about how they wish they could punch you in the face sometimes. See, yeah, that's not fun for me to hear. I would just say why. And they're like, well, I'm just kidding. He just pisses me off because he's always got something snide or smart to say or whatever. I just said, I don't know. Here's his phone number. Yeah, thanks for that. Oh, here's his address. I don't know. <laughs> I thought those were real big dog shits that were in my front yard. Yeah, well, they were something. I think people who like Weezer probably relate to Holden Caulfield when they read The Catcher in the Rye. You think so? And I consider Holden Caulfield to be one of the most hateable characters in literature. See, I think of them as being Morty. In Rick and Morty. Confession, I've never been able to make it through one full episode of Rick and Morty, so wow. I actually don't get the reference. Wow, really? It's not funny. Sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> well, RIP half our crowd, half the people that listen to the podcast just stopped. So anyways, you're saying... No, you're going to have to explain this Rick and Morty thing to me. How does that relate? Well, Morty's like the little dorky character, the geeky kid that doesn't can't think for himself, and I feel like, you know... You that, feel like that's Weezer? And they're fans. Oh, that's Weezer fans. Okay. I'm just going to have to take a word for it. Like I said, I really have no idea. Man, I can't believe you've never watched Rick and Morty. No, I've tried. Really? I just don't like it. Yeah. No shit. I don't think it's funny. Well, um, can't. Aren't you so smart? <laughs> well, I just don't think it's funny. Sorry. All right. No, uh, I don't care. But here's the deal. I'm not offended. This isn't the last episode we're ever going to do the podcast. Keep saying that. I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm not. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Here's how bad Weezer is. Several times while I was listening to Weezer songs for this episode, I found myself thinking the thought, man, I would rather be listening to Everclear right now. Whoa, Everclear? Dude, that's brutal. Did you actually listen to Everclear? Fuck no, no. <laughs> I just thought about it. But what I did do is I just started watching music videos by Winger. <laughs> Winger? Yeah, wow. just because Weezer, Winger, and their W logo looks a straight rip off of the Van Halen logo. It is, right? It is. And so okay. I just got to thinking about Winger and fuck it, I'm going to listen to Winger a little bit. Man, I haven't even thought about Winger in like forever. A nice little vacation from listening to Weezer. <laughs> Winger. I'm going to go home and listen to Winger. You should. I, I'm going I to. It. Here's how bad Weezer is. In 2010, a guy named James Burns from Seattle tried to crowdfund $10 million to pay Weezer to stop making music. Wow, really? Yes. How far did he get? Not enough. I don't know. I didn't look that part up. I would have loved to have known. I got to the drummer, and the drummer said if they do $20 million, then maybe they'd think about it. <laughs> oh, there you go, Weezer fans. They have a price. Oh, no. We don't even have to rely on that. Uh, this is going to get so ugly. Seriously, if you're a Weezer fan and you press play on this and you think you're going to have a good sense of humor about this and you're going to be able to laugh at yourself and laugh at the band and everything, I want you to know that I'm going to fuck this band up for you hard in this episode. Yeah, quick side note. Never once has Tyler said to me before the podcast, this is going to get really bad. 
until this episode. All right. Um, Weezer cites Kiss and Green Day as Ooh. two of their influences. You you should know at this point how we feel about oh, both of those bands. This makes total sense because both of those bands suck ass. So bad. Rivers says the Beach Boys are one of his biggest influences, which would be like me eating dinner at a five-star restaurant shitting in my pants and saying I was inspired to do so by the chef at the restaurant. <laughs> that's quite the analogy right there. That's that's the, I, I would have gone a little different with the analogy, but that's cool. Where would you have gone? I would have gone and said, uh, I had this dinner at this five-star restaurant, and so I took up cooking, and I made this macaroni and cheese from a box. I'm going to edit that out. Because it wasn't good enough? <laughs> <laughs> so we like to recommend other bands that you should be listening to if you like the band we're trashing. And Not Green Day. Don't listen to Green Day. Don't listen to Kiss. Do listen to the Pixies. I think they ripped off the entire Pixies vibe altogether. I think that's an insult to the Pixies. Well, I'm not saying they did it well. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell that Weezer is trying to be a pop version of Pavement, but it's far too insulting to Pavement for me to say that. That's true. I didn't think about that. Pavement, definitely. A pop version of Pavement. A bad idea in general because the entire conceit of Pavement is we're going to take pop music and make it weird as fuck. So bringing it back to pop territory <laughs> is just what? All right, here's what you do. If you want to stop feeling like a little baby about everything all the time, you could try listening to The Stooges. Maybe that would help. I don't know if most people are ready to listen to the Stooges. I think they are. I think they are right Weezer now. is your favorite band. You might not be ready to listen to the Stooges. It might crush their little minds. It's a strong dose of medicine, but I think it's a dose they need. Hey, if you've never listened to the Stooges and Weezer is your favorite band, I need you to record yourself listening to oh, it. Oh, please do. Just to yes. watch your whole world melt in your eyeballs. If you're listening to this, Weezer is your favorite band, and you really have never heard the Stooges, here's what I want you to do. Go get the complete Funhouse sessions. Uh, the Stooges made an album called Funhouse, and there's a box set where you can get every piece of tape they recorded while they were making that album. Listen to nothing except for every single take of them playing the song loose until you start to feel like an adult. And for real, if you've never heard this band, please please record yourself listening to it for the first time. I gotta see it. I think this should happen. And I'm gonna guess there's actually a really good chance, especially Weezer fans under 30. You just blew my mind by referencing the fact that there are Weezer fans under 30. Because in my opinion, the only excuse to kind of even try to like this band is if you were a child when they put out their first albums and you have some sort of weird, nostalgic, emotional attachment to that. And that is what has kept you in this abusive relationship with this band you just keep coming back to the well yeah they have been objectively one of the worst bands in history for well over a decade at this point and well wait which one of the records you, are you talking about man they've only put out like you know i don't know 12 and i think every single one of them is trash every single one please listen to me so carefully every fucking single weezer album is absolute garbage especially pinkerton so many weezer fans are like you are not gonna talk shit about pinkerton i am you are not it's a great record skipping right now they're like going for 30 seconds you know you know on the little phones like so i'm gonna find where they talk about fucking pinkerton mother this is one of the last guitar bands that was really being shoved down everyone's throats by the whole major label system of course rock is dead is anyone surprised that rock is dead this was the hill that rock chose to die on this was it yeah all right so we should specify this entire episode start to finish is just about rivers cuomo he's the only guy in this band who ever mattered i know some of you diehard weezer purists 
out there. You press play on this to see if we were going to give Matt Sharp his due. You know, give Matt Sharp the credit for the first albums being good and blame Rivers kicking Matt Sharp out of the band for Weezer sucking now. Fuck no. Weezer always sucked. Nobody cares who's playing bass on this shit. That's true. Who fucking cares who's playing bass on this shit? Yeah, I did read a lot about that drama stuff. It always just kind of came out like, who cares? Who fucking cares? Yeah, he sued him. I mean, it was a pretty extensive amount of drama, but I did not care. I was reading about it and I was like, okay, I mean... Okay, it's the most replaceable guy in the band. It wasn't an interesting story. The hardest argument that you could make for it is the bass player was more animate live than Weezer. Or Yeah, I'm, fuck it. We might as well just call Rivers Weezer. Weezer is Rivers. 100%. This is another one of those bands that I don't think anybody names a single member of the band besides Weezer, besides Rivers. If at any point I refer to a person Weezer in this episode... It's Rivers. Like how uh, people call Darius Rucker a hootie. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. Good God. Can you imagine real quick being in a room and somebody saying, oh, who? I would be so fucking embarrassed. Like someone called, called him Just hootie. Just thinking about it gives me, like, makes me cringe. Guarantee you every single time that guy walks walks through an airport someone's like yo hootie oh dude absolutely i mean he's a huge star now but i bet you it still happens i know for a fact you're right because here's the thing i was out one night and there was a guy that looked they could have been maybe he has a twin brother or he has a brother that looks just like him and my friends were joking going what do you give me if i go up to that guy and say yo hootie and i was like but that's not him and they were like no but that's funny because he looks just like him wait are you sure that i'm the one your friends are going to be pissed off when they listen to this (laughs) or is it going to be you i'm just saying (laughs) All right, well, since this band is pretty much just Rivers, then I think we should talk about what the fuck kind of name is Rivers? Yeah, I don't know. Who names their kid that? Plural? Plural. Rivers. Yeah, multiple. River Phoenix, fine. Okay, hippie parents. I get it. Rivers. No. You're going to think I'm fucking with you right now? I know you're going to think I'm fucking with you. Rivers has a brother named Leaves. Like the plural of leaf. He's leaves, like uh, a person leaves the room. Leaves is worse than rivers. <laughs> I agree. Oh, you poor sucker, man. That I sucks. Agree. But here's what's really weird. I want to say that uh, River Phoenix also has a brother named Leaf Phoenix. So it's like rivers and leaves are just the plural of the phoenixes. Fucking hippies having kids. It's not a good thing to name your kid. No, it's a really bad thing. Especially in America, if you're going to send this kid to public school. I assume they didn't go to public school, though, because he was actually raised in an ashram in Connecticut, which that's like a meditation retreat. Except this one was called Yogaville because America. Grateful Dead fans having kids right there. So this Weezer guy is clearly just a dork. You know, from beginning to end, he's always going to be a dork. There's no way he was ever going to not be a dork. He's such a dork. He has a three-ring binder that he calls the Encyclopedia of Pop in which he breaks down the mechanics of songs by Nirvana, Green Day, Oasis, you know, these pop bands, presumably to try to reverse engineer them to make his own hit songs. Oh, God. That's such a dork thing to do. It is such a dork thing to do, and then when you actually really listen to Weezer, it really comes through. Here are some tweets that I found on Rivers Cuomo's Twitter account. Also, I I have no idea if I'm saying his last name right. I don't give a fuck. I think that's right. Rivers Cuomo. Cuomo. Here's some tweets from Rivers Cuomo's Twitter account. April 14th, 2010. Most of the times I've been successful, it's because I've been completely misunderstood. What does that even mean? I don't know. I mean, he's going to get no argument from me on that one, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just generally assume everyone misunderstands everything he tries to do if they think it's good. (laughs) Right, yeah. This one's going to get pretty weird. I'm actually going to have to use my pinky to make sure that I'm getting the number right. October 8th, 2009. I would 
Never, ever, 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 ever cheat on my wife. Not in a million billion years. Guilty. That sounds like a guilty person. Someone might be laying it on a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like someone that had just cheated on their wife or was thinking deeply about it. Right? That sounds like an insecure person overcompensating. Why would you tweet that at all? Why would you try to express that thought to anyone? You don't ever, that's something you don't have to say if it's not going to come up, dude. Because you were thinking about cheating on your wife. That's why. What the fuck? That's exactly why. Let alone throw, I don't know, 13, 14 evers in there. I didn't even count, but geez. That's a little ridiculous. October 12th, 2009, quote, Weezer is the cockroach of the music world, end quote. Oh, perfect. He acknowledges it. I mean, we could pretty much end this episode right here. We know exactly what Rivers thinks of his own band. Hard agree. Perfect. November 16th, 2009, quote, how can I make myself more attractive to young Hispanic females, end quote. What? Gross, right? When was that from? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, that was November 16th, 2009. The I would never cheat on my wife is from October 8th, 2009. So the I would never cheat on my wife thing is actually one month before the how can I make myself more attractive to young Hispanic females thing. Yeah. What? Yeah, something weird going on there. What's going on there, little rivers? To be fair, they could have like an open relationship and that could be common knowledge. Uh, I don't know. If it's common knowledge, I didn't find anything about it. I just came up with that right now to try to be devil's advocate. <laughs> what the I fuck? have no idea. I didn't realize I was hitting him with a Rivers Cuomo fan. Sorry. You going to make more excuses for his behavior? I'll try. I don't know how the fuck this band ever got a record deal. Uh, they got a record deal. Their first album is produced by Rick Okasik of The Cars. Wow. Great band. No shit, yeah. What the fuck, Rick? Why did he do that? I don't know. Rick, send us an email. We need an explanation. We probably just got a really nice big paycheck from it or something. I gotta hope so. I definitely hope so. Their original guitar player, a guy named Jason Cropper, left the band in the middle of recording that first album and... He signed a non-disclosure agreement, so nobody has ever really found out why he left the band. You know, in 2018, non-disclosure agreements equate to really bad shit. I'm guessing somebody touched somebody's dick. Yeah, that's usually a really bad sign. I wasn't there, and I have no information that is not public, but I am allowed to have an opinion, and my opinion is that someone touched someone's dick. Yeah, people don't sign NDAs because, like, I'm going to tell the whole world that Rivers didn't even write this fucking song. I'm just kidding, though. The real story came out in 2014. Turns out that uh, Jason's girlfriend found out she was pregnant, and it was fucking with Jason's head in the recording process, but then it really started fucking with his head when his pregnant girlfriend showed up in New York where they were recording. She just shows up unannounced. So Rivers kicks him out of the band. Wow. For that? Yeah. Why did he sign an NDA? So he wouldn't tell everyone that story or something? I guess. I don't know. I mean, on one hand, it's a real piece of shit move on Rivers' part to kick dude out of the band just because his girlfriend found out she was pregnant. But then on the other hand, homeboy kind of got off light because he doesn't have to be in this band anymore. I mean, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to him. All right. Their first single was the sweater song. Uh huh. Again, I hate even mentioning this band in the same sentence as Weezer, but the Sweater Song is a ripoff of I Bleed by the Pixies. Very, 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 very obvious ripoff. And again, when I say that, I'm not saying Weezer sounds anything like the Pixies, or if they can rip off the Pixies, they must be as good as them. It's just, just fuck it, just listen to the goddamn songs, you'll hear what I mean. You know, one's good, one's bad, and they 
sound enough alike where you can tell that one is just an obvious copy of the other one. Shitty one at that. Rivers has also said that he was copying, what, Sanitarium? Sanitarium by by Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, that was like a big story when it came out. I'm going to misquote him, but he said something like, this is a blatant ripoff of Metallica Sanitarium. He was like, yes, I absolutely ripped it off. I would say it's much closer to the Pixies song, so maybe he was just saying that to get people to not think more about it. If they realize that he's ripping off the Pixies, then they'll be like, oh, wait a minute, you rip off the Pixies here and here. Oh, wait, you rip off the Pixies a bunch. We're going to refer to how bad this band's lyrics are often throughout this episode. So as an example, here are the lyrics to the verses of Undone, the sweater song. Verse one, I'm me, me be, God damn, I am. I can sing and hear me, know me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Verse two, oh no, it go, it gone, bye bye. Who I, I think, I sink and I die. Mm. I guess I've never heard the song read like that before. (laughs) It's really fucking with my head. Yeah, what? This is also the song where everything drops out and it's got the people talking. It's supposed to be what it would sound like at a party or something, I guess. The word bra is in there in the conversation. Like, oh yeah, bra. I don't remember. I actually didn't listen to it. I mean, I know the song, but I haven't listened to it. It makes me so mad every time that you say that you didn't listen to it because I listened to so much of this shit. No, no, no. As my son would say, no, no. No, 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 no. We got to no. get him on the podcast. <laughs> we'll get him on the podcast. Uh, it, it really feels like everyone was just huffing spray paint in the 90s. You think so? For people to like this, what drugs are we on to where those caveman lyrics are okay? I think the bar was just set really low. The vocals are unlistenable as well across the board. I just assume anyone who likes this likes it because it's bad. It's like an emperor's new clothes situation. You know, okay, I need to find something that's terrible, say I love it, then anyone else who says they love it, I know they're only saying it because they want me to like them, so I know for sure they think I'm cool. What would be the pitch if you're trying to pitch somebody on a Weezer? You should really listen to this band. They have a lot of those hoo-hoo-hoos and ho-ho-hos and hum-hum-hums and... You're asking the wrong guy. I have no idea. (laughs) I feel like they're the kings of that. Would you listen to that if somebody said you should listen to this band? No, I wouldn't listen to a fucking barbershop quartet either. That's what it sounds like you just described to me. All right, Spike Jones directed their first two music videos. That's not even fair. And yeah, I think this was pretty early in Spike Jones' career. It's not like he was a name or anything, but still, he was bringing that creativity to the table. Fucking Spike Jones. Yeah, it goes a long way to have Spike Jones do it. The skill there. The first video was the one where they played the song at a higher speed, so it's faster. And the band is performing and singing along to it faster, and they record it all in one take, and then they slow it down to the speed that the song actually is, so it makes their movements look strange. And then it's also the one where, for no reason, some dogs ran in while they're playing the song. Uh-huh. And that was that's it. That's all the video is. But it had such a unique look to it. Nothing else looked like that. Yeah, because of old Spikey. Fucking Spike Jones. Right. Then Buddy Holly is the second one, the one where they do the Happy Days thing. Which, again, is as big a part of the song being successful is the video, Fuck if yeah. not bigger. This video was never not on TV. Yeah, it was huge. It was a big deal. The video for Buddy Holly was included on the CD that you got to upgrade your Windows to Windows 95. Was it really? Yeah, when you upgraded to Windows 95, the music video for Buddy Holly by Weezer was on that fucking CD as an example of multimedia. Wow. Oh, look, here's how you 
you can watch a video on your computer. Everyone saw this fucking video. That's wild. There's no such thing as a person who has not seen this video, of a certain age at least. Yeah, I don't know anybody. Anybody under 40. It was on TV all the fucking time, but who didn't have a Windows computer? Who didn't have Windows 95? It was practically your only option for a home computer. Here's the other reason I would say that this band owes a lot of success to Spike Jones and the music videos that he made for them. I don't think there's any question of that because the third video was directed by someone else and almost nobody cared even though it's for the song Say It Ain't So. Which was a huge song. Which is, oh my God, one of their best songs, Mark. It definitely, a lot of people would say it's their favorite Weezer song. Well, I just, I don't know why no one uh, cared when it was made into a music video that Spike Jones didn't make. It sucked. Again, unlistenable vocals. The lyrics are so bad that it's almost like a dare to see if you'll keep listening to the song after you figure out what he's singing. Say it ain't so, wow, wow. The verses. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone got that part on the first time through, probably. The rest of this podcast is me, me covering all these songs. We're going to skip over Pinkerton until the end. For right now, let's just say the band decided to go in a different direction after that first album. They produced it themselves, and it was a monumental failure. Big time. Skip ahead five years. May of 2001. Weezer comes back with the green self-titled album, which would have been the worst thing that happened that year, except a few months later, in September, in New York City, George W. Bush blew up the World Trade Center. Wow. 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 9-11 was an inside job.com. Um, Just kidding. No, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's a website, but don't go there. This uh, episode of uh, Your Favorite Band Sucks brought to you by Infowars. Infowars.com. We are now selling dick pills and uh, get skinny pills. They're turning the frog gay and we're not having it. That's right. Okay, so they bring Rick Ocasek back. They bring back the vibe of the cover from the first album. This is the same thing we see from a lot of bands. You know, they, they get some success and they get some failure. What do they do? They go back to the thing that gave them the success. Hey guys, we're the same. You can like us again. Yeah, we're just still a rock and roll band. Look at we still do the hum 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 wapa wapa thingies. So not only is the entire vibe set up to remind you of what they think you liked about their first album, but every single song is a blatant attempt to It's all just very, very obviously contrived and put together, specifically with a formula. As strong a hook as possible over and over and over again. It's actually annoying when bands do. It. And Weezer is a band that I think just constantly does it so much that it seems disingenuous because it is disingenuous. Here's something I think a lot of people might not know to look for. I call it instant nostalgia. If you listen to any song on this album that has a guitar solo in it, that guitar solo is going to be the vocal melody from the verse. I call that instant nostalgia because it reminds you of what you just heard. You're hearing the same thing you just heard in a different way. Is that a thing or did you make it up? Calm down. Here's the thing. We're writing a book. I'm certain that there is a phrase instant nostalgia. I'm certain some smart person has made it mean something else. No, dude, you I'm, just made it up. I'm probably just jumping on their bullshit. Nope. This is a new idea. You made it on in this podcast. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure every person listening to this can hear the entire song hash pipe from start to finish without ever needing to hear it again. Just think about the guitar solo in that song, and then you will realize it's the melody for how he's singing in the verses of that song. That's a good way to describe it. I like that. And it's also a way that I just call... Uh, 
it just sounds uh, boring and generic and samey. It, exactly. It just sounds repetitive. I think it wears you out. It, it makes a song good maybe the first two or three times you hear it and then you just wear out on it really fast. That's why I call it instant nostalgia is because the very first time you hear this song, that guitar solo comes in and that sounds like the cool part to you because it's something that you're already familiar with. I mean, there have been uh, marketing studies that show when they put a new billboard up in a city, you drive by that several times before you are even aware of the fact that that new billboard is there. Everyone has a memory of driving by a billboard and thinking, oh, that's the first time I've seen that. They just put a new billboard up there. It's the third or fourth time you've seen that billboard. Mm. It's just, it's fucking marketing. He's applying marketing techniques to music. Learn something new again, motherfuckers. That's why you listen to this podcast. This is also the album with Island in the Sun on it. Yeah, Island in the Sun. Do you like that song? No. This is the thing. I think Weezer is a really catchy band, and I get that. I just, it's exhausting the way that you described it, I think is really true. The first time you hear it, you're like, oh, that's a catchy little song. And by the third time, I'm like, if I never heard that song again, I would be <laughs> completely happy with my life. And I know that everyone probably does it to some extent. It just sounds so input lyrics here. It just seems so formulaic to me. I've got some shit that's going to make total sense to you here in a little bit. It's just trolling from here on out, man. From the Green Album forward, they're just trolling. You think so? I do think so. Well, wait, the Green Album onward, how many albums did they have after the Green Album? Nine. Nine fucking records. To be honest with you, I thought that Weezer broke up and they were gone. And when they came back, in my head, I thought they had only put out one or two records. I did not know that they've put out that many records until I sat down to go over this. That's how unmemorable any of this shit is. <laughs> if you thought like us that this band was always bad, after the Green Album, it's like they're on a mission to prove how bad music can actually be. Just fucking with you at this point. I mean, I've heard songs that sound like everything from Kiss to Owl City. I mean, I don't know if anyone even remembers Owl City, but... Band, that song came out last year that you sent me. It was it was last year. Oh, the Weezer year. song? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that Weezer had put out an album. And I found out and I sent a song to Mark. It does sounded like to me a song that he wrote for somebody else and they didn't want it. And so he just made it into a Weezer song. It does not sound, in my opinion, like Weezer. And it's just even more generic poppy, even more than all the other bullshit. He did start doing so many objectively terrible collaborations. Rivers played guitar on a song by Crazy Town. There you go. That's the Be My Butterfly Baby song band, if uh, anyone has forgotten about that. New metal collaborations, hip-hop oh. collaborations. Uh, didn't he write that song by Cold, Stupid Girl? I believe he did write Stupid Girl or contribute to it in some way. If nobody knows, Cold was a new metal band that Fred Durst was trying to get behind and make them be a thing. When Weezer took Cold on tour, Weezer fans booed him off the tour um, at some point, they did decide to start proving how bad their album covers could be. Including that one with the dude's face on it, which is nothing more than a trolling record. Come on. There's that Ratitude album, which, yeah, is called Ratitude. And the cover of it is... It looks like a dog flying through a living room or something. It's so painfully it's obvious the that they are just trolling everyone. It's gotta be, right? It is for sure. In interviews, he says that he gets mad when people say that. Why? Because they're calling him on his bullshit? It's so weird. Dude, if you're not trolling people... What are you doing? Then they do. They put out Hurley, which that's the one where the cover is just a close-up picture of the actor of the guy who played Hurley on Lost... And I think we really might be getting somewhere here. 
it's pretty universally agreed upon that Lost was a TV show that just got completely out of control, right? It was this thing where it got popular and they just kept going and taking it in left turn, right turn, left turn, left turn, left turn, left turn, right turn, left turn, left turn, 10 more left turns, a right turn, you know. It was making so much money that they just couldn't stop, but then they didn't really have anywhere to go. I guess that I could say at this point right now that there are two things I'm really thankful for in my life. Never watched Lost. So I never wasted all that precious time in my life to go through that. And I never liked Weezer. I think Weezer could be like a band version of Lost, though. They got so deep into it that they didn't know how to end it, basically. Maybe they're begging us to stop them. Maybe they want everyone to stop buying their music. Stop going to their shows. Well, that's easy. Maybe they just can't end it themselves. Maybe they just don't have that strength. Listen, fans of Weezer. Weezer is trolling you. When that record, Hurley, came out, I legitimately thought it was a joke. It is a joke. I did not listen to the record, and I still don't think I have listened to the record because I was like, this is a joke, right? They actually put the dude's fucking face on it. There's no way to take that except for a joke. Yeah. What's your favorite Weezer record? Oh, Hurley, you know, the dude's face on it. Or is it... mm, Ratitude. Ratitude. Aside from the album covers, aside from the all-around way everything sounds, the bad lyrics also get taken to a new level. I know we always say this band or that band has the worst lyrics ever, but man, this is Olympic gold meddling in bad lyrics here. You're going to love this. I found an interview where he's talking about how he has a computer spreadsheet with all his unpublished song lyrics in there, and the lyrics are all tagged by how many syllables are in the line or what the rhyme is or whatever. Anytime he's writing a song and he needs a line to fit that song, boom, spreadsheet. Oh, my God. I wish everyone could see Mark's face right now. I just, oh, my God. That's too much, dude. Spreadsheet. That's too much. Let me just pull up the spreadsheet. Write this song. (laughs) Maybe Rivers is a fucking robot. Is Rivers a robot? We will have music written by algorithms, and it's going to be better than Weezer. You think so? 150%, yeah. So you're saying a robot could write a better song than than Rivers? I guarantee you a robot could write a better song than anything Weezer's done in the last ever, actually. Oh, man. It's just so That is the worst thing I've ever heard about songwriting. I have a, a bunch of basic words and lines and songs that I could just pull from at all times. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with anything, but whatever. I don't remember what the album was, but one of these albums, they supposedly had to whittle the songs down from over 200 songs that they hadn't recorded yet. Mm-mm-mm. I could see some people thinking, oh, wow, Rivers has written hundreds of songs that haven't even been recorded yet. He must be a really good songwriter. No. No. No, 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 no. No. Let me just put all these words and phrases in a spreadsheet, and then I'm going to crunch some numbers real quick. Do not confuse quantity with quality here. And if your response is, oh, yeah, well, why do people keep buying it? Why do people keep buying these songs if they aren't good? We can all agree that most people are stupid, right? Yeah, groupthink is not a reason to uh, think something is good or bad. That's a really, really bad way to judge the quality of something as well. Many people like it. If you think Rivers is such a killer songwriter, here's what you do. Get those 200 songs that haven't been released. Give them to random, unknown artists all over America. Don't let anyone know they were written by the Weezer guy. And uh, let's just see what happens. 
when those songs are recorded by people without name recognition, without a major label record deal, without this big machine behind them. If those songs are so fucking good, I'm expecting some hits. Yeah, let's hear some hits. I'm expecting some out of nowhere random hits from indie artists. Let's mm, see it, people. I bet you just about anything that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. Of course it's not going to happen. Here's some more bad lyrics for you. Here's a song called Feels Like Summer from the album Pacific Daydream. If you're eating or taking a drink of something right now, stop. You will choke. Which way is the graveyard? I'm an iceberg with a warm heart. I'm spiritual, not religious. I'm a Libra if it matters. Shattered by an email, your words will fade away. Castle built in the sand will only last one day. I did not take those lyrics out of order. I did not mix them up. That is the song. Uh, I'm, I'm really just trying to compute that. It's, it's just, it's really hitting me. Do you want to hear That's it again really, or do you want me to go to the next one? <laughs> no, go to the next one. I hear that again. All right, here's some more. These are from a song called Cold Dark World on the 2006 Red self-titled album. I know what you're thinking. I'm trying to score. But deep in your heart, you know that I'm more than a cad or a scoundrel now that I found you. I don't want to lose you. How can I prove to you that I'm sincere? You don't need to fear. I'm not like the others. I'll be like a brother. I will protect you, never disrespect you. But if you need love, then I'll be here to sex you. That's so gross. If you really think about what he just said, I'll be like a brother. And I'll fuck you. (laughs) He said, I will be like a brother. And I will fuck you. For real, dudes, please understand this shit right here is why women don't trust you. It's so gross. Okay? For real. If a girl thinks of you like her brother, she's definitely not interested in you in a sexual manner. You don't want to get brother zoned. I feel like that's like the next level beside <laughs> after friend zoned. Nobody wants to be in the friend zone. If you're in the fucking brother zone, you're off the fucking charts. Dude, you just invented the brother zone. Don't go to the brother zone. If you relate to these lyrics, if you think you're a nice guy and whatever else, you just girls don't appreciate you for who you are or things like that, I cannot stress how important it is that you immediately go fuck yourself. This is a beta male anthem. Is Weezer altogether just a beta male band? Oh, 100%. Actually, honestly, this is the perfect segue into talking about Pinkerton. Let's go there. Pinkerton time. Okay. If you've been fast forwarding to this part in the episode, Pinkerton, 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 Pinkerton. Time to talk about Pinkerton. Real Weezer fans like to say Pinkerton is the best Weezer album. If you talk shit on Weezer, the first thing some guy is going to say is, yeah, man, but Pinkerton, though, such a good album. It's the most common answer by far. Everyone talks about Pinkerton. Pitchfork retroactively gave Pinkerton a 10 out of 10, which means they think it is a perfect album. Do you want to help me crucify this album? Ah, yeah, let's do it. All right, here's the backstory. Here's what you need to know, I guess. Weezer's first album comes out, huge success. Rivers wants to chill out on the rock star thing for a bit, so he goes to college. He applies to Harvard. He writes an essay about how disillusioned he is about being a rock star. The story is that that's what got him into Harvard. But uh, let's be real. Harvard wants a fucking rock star to go to their school. Certainly helps. While at Harvard, he feels lonely and sexually frustrated. Okay. 
like every other uh, college kid here. Pretty standard here. <laughs> Just to recap, white guy in America, literal rock star, I presume a millionaire, attending fucking Harvard, makes an album about his problems. We don't care. Why is anyone supposed to care about this? I don't know. Fuck your problems, guy. I don't understand how people relate to that. What's relatable about that? You want to hear something crazy? The TV channel Fox commissioned a pilot for a comedy based on Rivers going to college. And, you know, all the zany things that would happen to him then. Look how awkward and weird I am. And of course, it got rejected because there's nothing relatable in that situation. Shitty premise, man. Not funny or relatable at all. No, to be fair, he used the Blue Album money to have a surgery done on one of his legs because it was always two inches shorter than the other one. That sounds like that sucked. Yeah. It sucks that he was born with one leg shorter than the other one and dealt with that until he got rich enough to have a surgery to fix it. And that sounds like it was a painful thing. You know, hey guy, could be a lot fucking worse. There are worse things. You're still a fucking rock star. You have the money to pay for that. You have still elected to go to college. It's not like you've been forced into any struggle. Everything in your life is within your control right now. You're in charge of everything that happens to you. I cannot feel sorry for you in any way. <laughs> There's no sympathy coming from him for you here. Here are some lyrics from the first single from this album. What's the first single? The first single is El Scorcho, which is named after a fucking taco hot sauce. Oh, yeah. Okay. I gotta mention before I read these lyrics, this song sounds like they all switched instruments in the studio and that they're drunk. <laughs> it sounds like everyone is drunk and playing an instrument that they don't know how to play. It's loose and all over the place. Here are the lyrics. God damn you half Japanese girls do it to me every time. Oh God, that's so gross. Oh, the redhead said you shred the cello and I'm jello baby, but you won't talk, won't look, won't think of me. I'm the epitome of public enemy. Why you want to go and do me like that? Come down on the street and dance with me. Here's the chorus. I'm a lot like you, so please. Hello, I'm here. I'm waiting. I think I'd be good for you, and you'd be good for me. Then the second verse is about trying to get a girl to go to a Green Day concert with him and sneaking into her room to read her diary. This is so cringy. I didn't actually read the lyrics of this song. Yeah, I don't think most people have. Well, it's super cringy when you just read them, too. It makes it even worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's bad hearing the song, but it's even worse just reading the lyrics. Well, you can't really tell what he's saying most of the time because yeah. it's recorded so poorly. I can't remember if I specified or not, but the band produced this album themselves. First album, they've got Rick Ocasio in the producer chair. Second album, they produced it themselves. It sounds like absolute dick. So bad compared to the first record. It sounds like a demo record that they just put out. It sounds exactly like that. Which makes sense because they didn't have a producer. And then when they go to the Green Album, they bring back Rick Ocasek. Save their career. Here's where it gets super fucked up. This song is called Across the Sea. The lyrics go, I wonder what clothes you wear to school. I wonder how you decorate your room. I wonder how you touch yourself and curse myself for being across the sea. Now, the lyrics of this song make a very clear point of specifying that the girl he's talking about is 18 years old, but he's talking about her being in school, not at work. He's talking about her decorating her room, not her apartment or her house. I think it's clearly safe to assume he's singing about a child. Do you think so? Especially considering the fact that Rivers has said this song was inspired by a letter he received from an Asian fan. And when he received this letter and read it, he assumed that it was probably written by a 14-year-old. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. This record should be called Cringerton. I would call it, let's see, mm, 
anthems for beta males who fetishize young Asian girls. That would have been quite the album title. I've got to guess this is Woody Allen's favorite album. Ooh, yeah. For sure. If you can't tell, what I'm saying is this album is incredibly creepy. It's extremely gross. Every single one of you who thinks this is some kind of underground classic needs to seriously reevaluate your bullshit. Yeah, and I want to know what exactly, why they think that. It sounds bad. There are songs where it sounds like they're not, like you said, playing their instruments, and the lyrics are really cringy and creepy. It's borderline pathological. It's weird because I actually think that music should be personal sometimes, you know, not all the time, but sometimes if you're writing personal music. Not if you want to fuck a kid. But this is creepy personal. The defense is that it's inspired by Madam Butterfly, but everyone who thinks that is any kind of defense at all has not seen or read Madam Butterfly because Madam Butterfly is probably the main reason that American dudes have had this fetishized idea of subservient and self-sacrificing Japanese women, or in this case, girls. I wonder how uh, their Asian fans responded to this record. No idea. I have no idea. We should find out. Rivers married one of them. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. My position is already fucked this album just because of everything we said. There's still more. The third single on this album is about a guy who falls in love with a girl who then turns out to be a lesbian. That's the whole song. Here's a lyric. If everyone's a little queer, can't she be a little straight? Ooh, man. That's fucked up. It's extremely fucked up. No, Mr. Privilege. She cannot be straight enough to fuck you just because you're horny and she's there. No shit. She should want to fuck you at least a little bit. Or how about this misogynist bullshit? I want a girl who will laugh for no one else. When I'm away, she puts her makeup on the shelf. When I'm away, she never leaves the house. Oh man, this this is brutal. It's bad. I mean, it's just bad. This is unhealthy. If anyone is out there singing along with this, you're fucked up. You don't even know that you're fucked up. That's what I was going to say. If this was your favorite record, it may have to question some of your views on women or relationships. If you're an unhappy person right now and Pinkerton was ever your favorite album at any point in your life, please fucking examine every relationship you've ever had. Go read all the lyrics to this album. I'm not even doing all of them. I'm just doing the worst ones. Those are unhealthy views, in my opinion. I think that people legitimately think, oh, he's a nerdy guy. He's expressing his frustrations. He's just being honest or whatever. I think that people think that just because a guy weighs 120 pounds and he has glasses, that he can't be a fucking misogynist, sexist shitbag. That's not the case. I guess he has the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, unintimidating vibe. So you would kind of maybe give him a pass. If he looked different, you might not feel the same about those lyrics. This is the definition of a quote-unquote nice guy. Yeah, so he gets away with saying some shit that other people wouldn't. You're not supposed to throw a bunch of unacceptable ideologies into the fucking conversation. And you're certainly not supposed to do it if you're making music that is supposed to be for teenagers. Definitely setting a whole bunch of people up for failure. Because of everything that we've talked about. When you criticize Weezer, the first thing someone says is how much Pinkerton meant to them in their formative years. After everything that we have just said about this album, how fucked up is that? Get us some emails and talk to us about how you loved Pinkerton and now you're realizing how fucked up your expectations for, uh, you know, women. This album bombed hard as fuck, obviously. Well, because it's fucking creepy. I don't think that many people even realized that at the time, though. I think that a lot of people who have nostalgic feelings for this album probably just haven't really thought about it this way. Mm -hmm. I'm begging you to. Reevaluate your love for this record. I mean, obviously it sucks. The music is terrible. The songs are bad. 
bad. The lyrics are bad. There's nothing good here. Down to basic, basic shit that a producer would know if you listen to your fucking A&R guy, he would tell you. Uh, don't sequence your album's only three singles as tracks six, seven, and eight on a 10 song album. Was that on purpose or something? If I sit down and press play on your album and I'm listening to it for, you know, a while, halfway through it, I need to have heard a single. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it at the end of the record is not common. I found some amazing reviews of this album from when it was first released. It got very bad reviews. And I just want to say before I read any of these, if any of you incel dorks have bullied any of these people into going back on these reviews, I don't give a fuck. They were right. Pitchfork, you can go fuck yourself too. 10 out of 10, go fuck yourselves. This is trash. I like it. Quote, Weezer is either being consigned to oblivion or racing toward it. End quote. Epic. Quote, the lyrics make an Archie comic seem downright deep by comparison, end quote. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm not reading any names because I don't want to cause any problems. Of course. Anyone. No, no, no. Uh, quote, Pinkerton is 10 loud grating songs that are supposed to pass as rock, but sound like trains going over rusty tracks, end quote. Mm, not bad, not bad. Quote, overrated and undercooked. Pinkerton sounds like the smell stink makes. Ah, there you go. That's a really good one. I like that one. And here's what I think is the common attitude that allowed this album to enter into the world that it found. Quote, my advice is to ignore the lyrics entirely. End quote. <laughs> Just ignore half the song. That is funny, but that also says to me that this person who wrote this review <laughs> read the fucking lyrics and knew what was in there. Yeah. And this is incredibly irresponsible advice. Here's another thing. There's a big debate between music and lyrics. Some people think that lyrics don't matter at all. Mm -hmm. They fucking do. It's half the song. Those are words that are getting into your mind. Yeah. And what music does with your mind is it unlocks little channels and doorways in your thinking process. That's just what music does in itself, just pure instrumental even. Any words that are associated with that matter. If you were going to brainwash someone, you would do it with music. Ignoring the lyrics is never a good idea. Don't ignore the lyrics. If you're really into screwdrivers, song structures or whatever, <laughs> yeah, probably don't ignore those lyrics. That's my fucking point. <laughs> That's an epic example, though. That's a good one. I mean, I don't like screwdriver what they say, but I, the songs are just really good. It's really fucking <laughs> Don't <good>. say that. <laughs> Don't do yeah, that. That's why lyrics matter, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, thanks to dudes who can so totally relate to this struggle of just not getting sex whenever you want it, basically the fucking internet, you know, this album is now somehow regarded as a cult classic. I'm interested to hear what people think about it after uh, hearing our podcast. All right, well, you know what they say. If your favorite band is Weezer. Your favorite band sucks. Thank you for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at YFBSPod. Find us on Facebook or go to YFBSPod.com to grab an episode link and share it online. In this episode, Mark and I talked about how great it would be for those of you who've never heard The Stooges to send us video of you checking them out. Something else we should have been asking you to do this whole time, and shout out to Crowbama on Twitter for bringing it up, is if you play an episode of the podcast for a fan of the band in that episode, go ahead and get us a reaction video of that going down. You know, like Game of Thrones fans watching The Red Wedding for the first time. We want to see those reaction videos. Let's go. I need to mention that Rivers Cuomo did issue a statement to the Weezer fan club ahead of Pinkerton's release, warning them, quote, there are some lyrics on the album that you might think are mean or sexist. 
I will feel genuinely bad if anyone feels hurt by my lyrics, but I really wanted these songs to be an exploration of my dark side. All the parts of myself that I was either afraid or embarrassed to think about before. So there's some pretty nasty stuff on there, end quote. Okay, this is even worse. Uh... He could have said that he was inventing a character or it's a story or it's not really about him. All he's saying here is he really does feel this way. He's basically saying, uh, hey, everyone, I'm going to be sexist for a minute. I'm only doing it because I am sexist. It's just that I was afraid or embarrassed to be sexist. But now I want to explore my sexism. Hope you like it. LOL. So yeah, still fuck Pinkerton. Him knowing it's gross doesn't make it any less gross. It just means, hey, he thought about it and he did it anyway. All right, we know this episode got pretty serious and that may have been a bit much for some of you, especially with a band that was so important to you when you were younger. So next week on the podcast, we're gonna lighten things back up a bit and do an episode on Nirvana. Oh shit.